0: Welcome into Up in the Raptors, a podcast brought to you this basketball season by our friends over at Johnny T-Shirt. Co-hosting this, I'm Taylor Vipolis. And this year, I'm joined by national champion, the most outstanding player of the Final Four, and a Carolina basketball legend in every sense of the word, the ACC Networks, Joel Berry. Before we get started today with Carolina basketball, I saw Sunday was the 11 year anniversary since you committed to UNC. One makes me feel incredibly old because I remember being in school when you committed. I want to take a trip down memory lane. What do you remember most uh, about your commitment? Why you chose North Carolina? How, How did it all go down?
1: Yeah, man. So uh, it was special for me, and it was kind of, kind of different in the way that everyone else was doing it. Um, I wasn't the guy. I wasn't like, you know, I didn't have the hats lined up, you know, with Florida, and I had Florida State on my list. Um, I had Kansas. I had Kentucky. Um, you know, I didn't have that. I just, I went on my official visit. Official visit. I only took one official visit, which again was a lot different. And when I went on campus, man, I just got this feeling like, man, this is for me. And I got back home, and I told my parents like, as soon as we landed, I was like, mom and dad, I think I'm ready to commit. And they were like, no, we gonna we're gonna wait a little bit, we're gonna sleep on it, and then we gonna we gonna make a decision in the morning. And so I woke up and I said, look, my decision was made yesterday. Like I'm going, I'm going to North Carolina. And we had practice that day at high school, my my uh, junior year. And before we got on the court, I called coach and I let coach know, hey, you got you. You got your next point guard. And uh, it was an exciting day, man. And best decision I ever one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Um, and I'm so happy that I made that decision.
0: A two part question for you. who Who hosted you on your visit? And then the second part, what was Roy's reaction when you told him that that he had his next point card?
1: Yeah, so first part, Marcus page was my was my host. um, and you know, I can't get into the details, but to say the least, it was a great time. um and then uh when when coach um when he when I told him that man he uh you can kind of hear it in his voice, um just because it, like he was he was just so happy just because we had a connection. Um and he really put his all into my into my recruitment. Um, you know, obviously all the guys do in-home visits, but you know, the one thing he, my parents had asked him when he came to my to my house was, you know, we've instilled a lot of values and uh principles in this young man, and um we just want to be reassured that you would continue those. And coach looked him dead in the eye and he said. Yes, I, I I will continue those values. Um, and that was the biggest thing for my parents. And I think from that moment on, I think I knew what my parents were thinking, but obviously, you know, they had to stick to the principles. We 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 take our time with decisions and we think them over. So that's what that they they stuck to that. Um, but I think from the jump I knew that they wanted me to go to North Carolina.
0: Great story, but getting to the the current Carolina basketball team, I have to be honest. Yeah, that's what probably it's about. This is probably the highlight of my week right now doing this podcast with you because of how much I enjoy watching this North Carolina team and and getting the chance to talk about this North Carolina team. They are rocking right now. They are playing locked-in basketball. They are the number three team in the country, 8-0 in the ACC. Monday was Carolina's seventh consecutive ACC win by double digits. It's most since winning 10 straight ACC games by 10 or more points all the way back 1992 1993 this past week they they beat boston college by double digits they great win against wake forest overall takeaways watching this north carolina team this past week
1: yeah man i i just felt myself last night i was at my i was at my island um watching it on my ipad and i just kept finding myself going like this every, every time every time they scored a basket especially in the second half cuz they got it rolling quick Uh so man, I was so I was so excited to to watch this team. Look, this is like this is a complete team, man. I I I really think as I observe watching them that they're just they they don't have too many holes. Um, I think the one thing that they needed to clean up more than anything was the defensive side of the ball. And they've been tremendous on that on that end. Like obviously the offense was clicking last night. You got four guys in double digits. And not too many times are you going to look on this, uh, this, the stat sheet and see Armando not in double digits and scoring. Um, but we'll get to that in a moment because he did have a great game. But overall, these were two really good wins going on Boston College. Another road win on the season, which it's not easy going up there playing. Um, different ball, different, different environment It's cold. Um, and you know, any, any type of road win that you get um win that you get is is always valuable. Uh but this was a complete week and I thought we saw two different games um when it comes down to uh, what Carolina did a gritty game versus BC gritty first half against Wake Forest but in the second half they were able to pull away but obviously like I said they're playing really good and as you said they're playing really good basketball right now um and it's exciting to watch this team.
0: You mentioned the defense with this Carolina team against Wake Forest this stat from Kirsch, Carolina limited Wake Forest to 26.7% shooting in the second half, which is the sixth time this season Carolina has held an opponent below 30% shooting second. in a half. And I think when, when you're talking about the run that Carolina went in went on in the second half, it kind of gets accentuated by the fact that this team does get a lot of stops. So when they score three straight possessions, all of a sudden it, it, it's a 9-0 run, an 8-0 run what are you seeing from Carolina on the defensive effort and, and this vast improvement that they've made
1: yeah it's what we talked about last week just buying in they 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 bought into the defensive side of the ball um when you know you're a good team offensively you have to figure out okay if that's something that we're good at what's something that we're not we that that we have to be good at that we can't lack and I think that's defensively and they bought into that and they see what they can do being a collective group. Also, what we talked about last week, having guys like Jalen Withers, having guys like Harrison Ingram that are interchangeable, that can guard multiple positions. Um, I I love that lineup that they had last night with RJ and Elliott and uh, Harrison at the three and Withers at the four and Armando at the five. Uh, You just have so much interchangeability on the wings to be able to guard the perimeter. And when you look at a team like Wake Forest, that has Hunter Salas, who was six five, had Boopy Miller, a little bit shorter, but the size really affected him last night. I mean, this is a seventeen point uh, points per game score, and he only had five, made two field goals. So they are connected defensively. They can they can switch a lot of people because of the athleticism and the length that they have, and they've cleaned up some of those things since the UConn game where they were backside switching that created a lot of mismatches. Now they're staying with their guys, and now that they're able to have the guys that they want to have on each matchup. Um, but I just think they're buying in, they're guarding. Um, they're not letting the ball get into the paint. And just uh man, it's a it's a collective effort for them, and they bought into the defensive side.
0: You look at the the pieces that this Carolina team has to, to be a great defensive team. Armando Baycott probably doesn't get the credit he deserves for what he's done on. <laughs> the defensive end this season. You have somebody like Seth Trimble, who is their, their best perimeter defender, Jalen Withers, Jalen Withers, Jalen Washington. And you, you talked about it in your opening statement where it's like they have so many pieces that have fit perfectly together where they have experience, they have scoring, they have defense, they have toughness, they have unselfishness with somebody like Elliot Cadeau being that, that pass-first point guard. But- the 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 highlight of this team right now, when you're talking about North Carolina basketball, it starts and it stops with RJ Davis. RJ goes for a career high 36 points. We've talked about before that this team has shown that they don't need Armando Baycott to be that that 20 plus per game guy on a on a night in, night out basis. But to win, it feels like the focus for this team has shifted to needing those types of those types of performances from RJ Davis to kind of set the tone offensively what did you see from RJ what was working so well where where he does go for 36
1: what's the what's the little uh the little thing that that, that Westbrook does He's he like this man playing out of his mind i mean goodness gracious last night was a clinic um RJ man he's he's playing at a w- really good rhythm um just a veteran a veteran pace uh he's not trying to force anything um you know in the first half I thought he just missed some wide open opportunities uh but in the second half they gave him those same opportunities and they paid for it and once he got going there was no stopping him but I you know Taylor, I thought last night I don't know what the game plan was for Wake Forest but I didn't I I honestly think it was the wrong game plan because Um, in the ball screen defense they were just dropping the big down at the at the rim and they were letting RJ just come off and do whatever he wanted to do that's why Baycott was so limited and had five points because they were just taking Efton Reed and just sticking him up under the basket now RJ was coming off and I mean that's like that's like pregame, you know coaches standing out there setting screens and you just warming up and you know he missed a couple of them but then eventually he started attacking and i think that's really what sparked his run in the second half is that low coverage in the ball screen sitting up under the rim so um i don't know what the game plan was but i wouldn't have done that i would have blitzed the screen and got the ball out of his hand but obviously i'm not the coach and they paid for it and he ended up putting 36 on their head but what he's doing right now is fantastic, man. It, it, he's playing at a tremendous level. Um, someone told me the other day. I, he, I hope he doesn't wake up, and I hope he doesn't either, because he's playing. He, he's playing out of his mind right now. Um, but man, what a just what an all around game. Very efficient. 14 or 23, four for eight from three. Um, that's all you can really ask for. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and RJ, you're, you're watching this this groove and this rhythm RJ's in right now. He's as natural a scorer as you could have at the college game. His, his bag is super deep with his ability to score at all three levels. You saw that on full display in that game against Wake Forest. And in that drop coverage, he, he has shown that he is more than comfortable developing that, that little float game. And perfect yep. segue in, into this next stat. Davis is the first tar heel to have 30 or more points and zero turnovers in a game since Justin Jackson against Kentucky on uh 2016. I, th- I think that was a Vegas game.
1: Yeah, that that, <laughs> that game was crazy, but man, I feel like every time we get on the podcast, he's breaking he's he's either Something setting a record. some record or yeah, it's like this that's what I'm saying, man. The way he's playing right now, it's like I you know, I don't, I don't believe in jinx or anything, but I just want him to keep like I just want to know what new stat we can come out with every single Monday, uh, with him just breaking some record or setting some record. I mean, it's unbelievable.
0: We might have to get that as a a sponsored segment, RJ, R, the RJ Stat of the Day. We we the Stat I mean, of the Week. We we might because have he's to. gonna have something. He's
1: gonna have something, <laughs> it, and there's no telling what it is. I mean, we might even have a game where he goes for I don't know. 30 points and uh a hundred percent from the field. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and in his his post game, RJ said that he can he can feel when he's in the zone. And I I went back, I, I looked at all the box scores from your performances, 25 20 plus point games for yourself, nine 25 plus point games, and then you drop two 30 balls as a scorer. How do you put into words what those modes are like?
1: Yeah, it's one of those things, man, where you like you get into this zone um, and it just feels like like it's a certain type of rhythm um, that you feel like you're really like it almost feels like like it's almost like putting on headphones and you're in a certain mood. Like for me, I listen to Drake, so I'm putting on the Take Care album and I put on my headphones and the man is just spitting in my ear and all I do is just close my eyes and I'm just, you know just vibing with the music, like that's how, that's how it feels on the court, you know? And you just get into this zone where like every move that you make, um, every shot that you take, uh, even just the way that it feels coming off your hand, you have this, like, you know, okay, this is going in or, uh, I kind of, this was off. Like you're so in tune with your bodily functions. I mean, I can go on and on about it, but you just get into this rhythm, man, that, that, that's indescribable. And it's just that feeling. But everyone has had that feeling before when a song just really hits the soul and you're just feeling it. That's how it is when you're when you're just scoring. And you're playing at a high level um, better than anyone else. And that's what RJ is doing right now. He's playing with a rhythm. that He's feeling the music. He's feeling the game. And that's really, you can see it playing. And it's just, you know, everything slows down. The basket looks like the ocean. And whatever you put up, it goes in.
0: In, in your 30-point games, how early can you tell, like, oh, oh yeah, it's going to be one of those nights? Are we talking the bus over, the walkthrough, shoot around, first shot? What's that kind of look like? I, I
1: honestly think it does start in shoot around, but when you get in the game, like, it's crazy. Like, even if you miss a shot, it's like, hey, that's, that felt good. Like, I think it's about the – I think I'm about to get crazy tonight. And then you shoot that next one and they go in, it's like, okay, yeah, this uh. It's something about this. So it's just like, man, and like everything, like just the the shooting motion, the way that you gather into your shot, like the way your feet feel, you know, just everything just feels comfortable and calm. Um, It's not it doesn't feel rushed. And so you kind of once that like, like the, that's what I said, those bodily functions, when you feel that you can miss a shot and know that you might be on that night.
0: And after the game, uh, Wake Forest's head coach, Steve Forbes, gave RJ Davis a lot of praise. He said, RJ Davis is the best player in our league. He proved it tonight. With your role at the ACC network, you're, you're tasked with watching every team in the ACC, whereas somebody like myself is, is mostly just tuning into North Carolina basketball. Do you believe that's the case where RJ Davis? right now would be the ACC player of the year and everybody else is just playing for second?
1: No doubt. I mean, what he's doing right now is if, if it ended today, he would be the ACC player of the year because not only is he the best player in the league, but he's the best player in the league on the best team in the league right now that's sitting 8-0 uh, in the conference. So, um yeah, I I, I would agree. And what I, I love, about I love Coach Steve Ford's man. He just shoot it to you straight. He doesn't, he, he doesn't try to sugarcoat anything. If you if you have his number and his team's number that night, he's going to give you all the credit in the world. And that's what I love about him, regardless of winning or losing. He keeps it real and he 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 spits facts. But I I agree, man. He's playing at an unbelievable level right now. As I said, the records that he's setting, what he is doing, a lot of this stuff you haven't seen since Tyler Hansborough. And just think about how long ago that was, and look at the time difference, and think about how many great players have come through Carolina. And one of, he's yeah, and he's all. I mean, Justin Jackson too. But really, a lot of the records is crazy. So yes, I, I would agree.
0: Yeah, and one of the, one of the keys I think for North Carolina unlocking this level of efficiency and scoring from R.J. Davis, besides the fact that he, it's another year. At, at school where he's where a senior, he's a lot more comfortable, has been the introduction of Elliot Cadeau on this team where RJ can slide into that off-ball role and, and just be that that bucket getter, that that scorer. And I think Cadeau is the one who kind of got RJ going in, in the second half where Cadeau pushes the ball in transition. Wake has, has so much focus trying to stop Cadeau's drives that they're leaving RJ open, for those for those threes and he hits back to back threes, forces a timeout, kind of yeah. gets the, the the snowball rolling to where Carolina blows it open it's a 20-point game before before we knew it. How have you seen Elliot Cadeau improve over the last couple of games? Because to me, it, it does feel like he he's made a jump in just the the past week or so.
1: Yeah, it's the rhythm that he's playing at just being able to know like when to speed up and when to slow down. Um you talk about pace like people think just pace is just like always having good pace coming across half court, which is, is the case. You want to have good pace coming uh, across half court because you want to be able to put pressure on the defense as early as possible and make them react to what you want to do. And Carolina does that um, better than any team in the country. Uh, But what he's doing is he's knowing when to, when to push it, when to slow down, especially coming off of pick and rolls, when the probe, you know, when to when to get get off the ball, um, when to swing it and let his teammates get some hockey assists instead of letting the ball stick in his hand too long. Um, all of those decisions, man, he has just gotten better at. Uh, I still remember the first game of the season, it was like he was making these passes, but they were getting tipped or they were um they were getting deflected. And now those same passes. I think he has picked and choose like when to make him, when not, or do something else. Maybe I need to get downhill, then I can be able to make that pass. Like all of his decision making and his vision, and when to do this and when to do that, and just his overall pace has made a huge difference. Um, and I think last night we saw um, something that everyone has been waiting for is being able to see that burst, being able to get to the basket. You know, the jump shot is still a work in progress, but he was seven for 12 from the field last night. Very efficient. And it was just the pace being able to probe, you know, and be able to have that burst get into the basket.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: This is four-time NBA champ
0: Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner, the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball
1: analysis from those who've been in the game.
0: Now, it is a do do-back. average 29 and
1: 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.
0: Yeah, the two areas that I've seen from him kind of make the leap the the past few games or so is one his attention to defense defensively the the coaching staff kind of talked about that the the level of engagement it was going to take defensively where where you go from high school where you could take plays off uh, a lot of it you're you're just standing around in, in the college level people are always putting you through actions it's constant moving it's constant Very being true. engaged being engaged in in what everybody's doing. And then the other aspect that I think has really helped his game, he's attacking the basket a lot more, and and he's being a threat offensively besides just the passing. Since since his shooting's not there, he's attacking the basket, and there was a report that came out that he's watching more cut-ups of players like yourself, like Marcus, Cole Anthony, Kobe, to try and see what UNC is looking for in terms of attacking the basket at the guard spot from your time playing in this system and and knowing what Carolina wants to do with those point guards attacking and kind of initiating the, the secondary break, what kind of advice would you give to Elliot Cadeau as he's watching cutups of you guys and, and trying to figure out what Carolina is looking for?
1: Man. I just, I'm, I'm happy that he is, is even looking at film and wanting to look at film. Um, that's the difference maker. My career took a change when I started watching film. I used to go on YouTube um, and watch clips of Raymond Felton and Ty Lawson um, back in the national championship games, and just in in some of the the the, the uh, full games that they had on YouTube. And I would just watch like when to make a pass. You know what is it that they they do when they're in certain situations? Like I pause it. I slow it down and for him to do that in his freshman year like you talked you 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 talked about not doing like the, the 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 defense in high school watching film in high school was is isn't like a huge thing because you play so much basketball you play so much basketball you don't even have time to watch film and so that's the difference maker and if to elliot to any any young kid out there like watching film and watching other guys and watching their decision making in different areas, in different times of the game, makes so makes a huge difference in how you see the game and how you react to it. Because the game is all about decisions. And it's about decisions and when to make decisions. So um, honestly, I can see it. And I believe that he's watching film um, because you can see it in the way that he's progressed and the way that he is uh, really attacking the game and being able to slow the game down.
0: Quick break so I can remind everybody about our friends over at Johnny T-Shirt. If you're going to be in Chapel Hill, you can visit Johnny T-Shirt on Franklin Street. And if not, no worries. You can visit them online at johnnytshirt.com. With basketball season underway, they have everything that the Carolina fan could possibly want. The hats, the T-Shirts, the jerseys, you name it, they've got it. They're currently running a bunch of great sales, 25% off all UNC headwear. They have the the cold gear as we get into February and some of the colder days ahead in Chapel Hill. It's great people, great customer service, and don't forget Inside Carolina premium subscribers save 10% off their orders. Another player I wanted to talk about for UNC in this game, Harrison Ingram. I I love what what he brings to this team, backing people down in in the post, The, the intensity level he brings, but I think uh, an aspect of his game that has really fit in well with this team is his rebounding, where he he leads the team in rebounding. In the Wake Forest game, he finishes with 14. This is it's not even like it's something new for him. Where you know he he's had these strings of games where he has like 17, 15, 14 rebounds, and we talk about how the team isn't as relying on Armando Baycott to to score 20 plus point games. But they're also not relying on Armando Baycott to grab every every possible rebound. <laughs> what have you seen from Harrison Ingram and, and the buy-in from this Carolina team to where, hey, rebounding, rebounding isn't just Armando's job.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I just I think that's very important because we think that just because Armando is the big man you know that he is supposed to clobber up every single rebound that comes off the off the rim however sometimes when you're going against like a guy like Efton reed that can have a good offensive night you know as far as rebounding sometimes it's not your job as the initial person to grab the rebound sometimes it's just you getting the best rebounder out of there because now the guards are you know you have to have defensive balance So the guards, that's an opportunity for you to get in there and rebound and you can't go to the offensive end if you don't have the ball. So I just think with Harrison, the way that he's rebounding and taking that weight off Armando, um, that's a good thing, man. And when you look at, you know, when you look at the total rebounds, Elliot three rebounds, uh, Cormac three, RJ four, um, you know, Armando had seven and then Harrison Ingram had 14, like, Everyone's sticking their nose in there, grabbing the rebound, um, and so I, I just think I think it's a very important thing to have other people um, contributing on that on that aspect instead of just it being Armando.
0: Carolina plus thirteen on the glass in the game against Wake Forest, winning forty three to thirty. The last point I want to make from this Wake Forest game was something that Elliot Cadeau said in, in his post game after. Uh, the Wake Forest game, where he said he knew RJ Davis was at 30 points, and he, and he was telling him like, "Hey, you you need to go out there. You need to break your career high." And I think that kind of just highlights the the connectivity, the the joy that this team plays with together. And it's not something we've really seen since the the Final Four run, or the the teams with Kobe White, or the teams with like yourself and, and, and Theo. Take us through that that process in the locker room where. The guys you are playing with, like you want to spend time with them. You you want to see them them do their best. You want to see them, you know, break their career highs. And how much that makes a team better when when you do have that connectivity and that joy of playing together.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's one of those things where, um, and I forget who who told me this, but I've, I mean I've had multiple coaches tell me and tell our teams this. But it's it's funny what happens when no one. I, I think it might have been coach williams i think he had a quote of the day um about it i just don't remember um but it was it, it it's crazy what happens or what can be accomplished when no one cares who gets the credit and i really think that's it that's it in a nutshell is that it doesn't it doesn't matter who's the high scoring person it doesn't matter who gets the the game ball it doesn't matter who gets spotlighted because the thing is is we're talking about the number 3 team in the country and look how many guys we're saying contribute in different ways to the team. And so when 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 we all succeed or when one succeeds we all succeed. Like that's the mantra right now. So to hear Elliot say that man that that brings joy to my heart um because I really do think like team dynamic um the most important thing is like loving the guys that you're playing with and playing playing for the person next to you and not necessarily yourself um that's what that's what made me push through my ankle injuries because i know i had justin jackson i know i had marcus page i know i had these guys next to me that really uh are putting their all in there and i want to put my all so for Elliot to do that man that is just awesome and i think adam Adam Lucas, and I texted Adam Lucas this, um, the article that he wrote uh, called Booming. <laughs> I just thought that was a very, very insightful article um, because it shows that it shows why the reason this team is, is playing the way that they are and why they're the number three team in the country is because they're giving guys credit like um, Nwoko. Who hasn't played much all season, and he comes in, gets a big dunk in the college Boston, uh, the Boston College game, and really steps up in big time moments. And they're celebrating him, like that's what it's about. That's why this team is playing the way that they are. It's a, it's something that is overlooked, but it's no surprise when you look at the way that this team is playing, and you hear what Elliot says. Um, it, it, it's no surprise why they're succeeding.
0: Before we wrap up, a big shout out to our friends at Congruity. Congruity is a North Carolina-based national coverage, local presence company with personal support straight from the Tar Heel State. Congruity is empowering small and mid-sized business owners with HR and payroll outsourcing, enabling you to grow your business while they take care of your greatest assets, your people. And they are doing it with top-of-the-line technology and services for every stage of your business's growth with a state of the art online platform congruity they are obsessed with customer service where they become part of your team they do the heavy lifting providing essential admin support with a single point of contact and support available on demand with services that are tailor made for you transforming your organization Congruity has helped hundreds of businesses improve and enhance their day-to-day lives, level up your HR capabilities, save money, unlock game-changing growth. Visit CongruityHR.com backslash Tar to learn all about Congruity. Fill out a quick form to be connected to their consultants, and they'll give Inside Carolina listeners or viewers a payroll and HR assessment for free. That's CongruityHR.com backslash Tar Heels, congruity, HR.com backslash Tar Heels. All right, back to the episode. Next up on the schedule for North Carolina, they're taking their undefeated conference record and going down to Tallahassee to play Florida State again. Carolina won the first matchup. What are the challenges of, of playing a team for the, for the second time in, in conference play when you've already seen them?
1: Just watching the tape from last game, uh, seeing the mistakes that uh, you made against uh, one another, whether it be Florida State, Carolina. Um, and so that's what's tough about those double matchups um, is that some of the things you did in the first game, uh, those teams are trying to take away. And when we look, when we think back to that Florida State game um, in the first half, um, somewhat in the second half too, I mean, they were up 15, uh, 16, maybe something like that, but they were up quite a bit um and they let the game go uh this is a totally different florida state team from that point um they've gotten some guys back that didn't play in that game um so you know that's that's an addition for florida state and something else that carolina have to look into but you know carolina will have to be ready both teams will have to be ready but carolina has to be ready to take on that helter skelter type of basketball um and don't allow the the size that florida state has i believe they're the tallest team in the country um so they can't allow that size to dictate them they have to continue to do what they're doing put pressure on the on the defense
0: florida state probably one of the biggest surprises in acc play so far this season five and two sitting in second place with nc state and duke at this point in the season But Carolina back in action this Saturday, 2 p.m. tip-off from Tallahassee. Game is on ESPN. We will be back next Monday to break it all down. Joel, appreciate the time as always and appreciate everybody watching and listening.
1: Yes, sir. Appreciate the time. Go Heels.